Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back with another episode for y'all. Today, I'm going to be talking about how a good kid goes bad. I got a special guest here, Michael Coleman, friend of mine. I, th I respect his word a lot. He's an honest person. I want to see what he's got to say about that. Go ahead, my brother. Introduce yourself. My name is, as you said, Michael Coleman. Um, I've been locked up for 26 years here in prison. And uh, my friend Joe asked me to do this podcast with him, so I decided to let the world know my story. Dig that. I appreciate that. But before we get to him and his story, I want to make sure I let everybody out there know that I got a new initiative that I'm doing called the uh, Doing Time with Joe Contributor. And basically what that is is anybody out there that has anything that they want to sound off about in relation to crime, living a criminal lifestyle, being in a relationship with somebody in prison, gangs, anything like that. It doesn't matter what uh, profession you're in. If you have something you want to say, you can sound off about it on my show. Make a five-minute a minimum of five minute, no more than 10 minute video clip or audio clip, email it to me and it's gonna be on my podcast. So if you need more information about that, hit me up at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com and we'll make sure to get you on the air. Now, let's get to the show, Michael. Tell us, man, are you a good kid that went bad? Absolutely. And, and, and what do you mean by that? Explain that to us. Uh, you know, I had a good life. My, my mother worked hard to keep us out of the projects you know she yeah worked, she worked extraordinarily hard at mm -hmm. the time i didn't realize it you know what was going on yeah but uh yeah i, I had an extraordinary life you had a good life yes so you had the structure that was needed when a child is being raised right everything that was needed I'm everything only, that was needed only one out of my siblings that ever got in trouble so you're the only one in out of your siblings to come to prison yes and immediate family wow wow that's something so you the structure was there foundation was there for you to be able to catapult so tell me what how old were you and what was it that you think sent you in the opposite direction well I don't, I, I'd say that it might have started when we moved down here to Tennessee from Michigan uh, okay it was kind of a, a shock to me you know the culture shock moving okay. from, from north to the south and uh, Mom not being there, but she did everything she could do. Looking back on it, she did mm -hmm. everything she could do to make to raise me right. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question real quick. I don't want to interrupt the story, but okay, what was the reason that you moved, that your family moved from Michigan to Tennessee? My mom started a courier service. And she, she started her own yeah, business. Yeah, she was wow, in the trucking. She was in the trucking, and you know Nashville is the hub for the trucking industry. Mm -hmm. so. so she came. She brought y'all down here to do your thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Dig that. Dig that. So. Were you being raised in a single parent home, or what? What was going on with that? It was just mom. Yeah, it was just mom. Did that, but it, everything was good. Everything was great, and you wasn't lacking for nothing. Nothing. So when you came down here, you say it was more like a culture shock. So describe the differences between being down here and up there, in the way that it affected you. Well, the way that it affected me was that uh, people called me a sellout because of the way that I speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, coming from the north, we have a different. You know, even in the hood, so-called hood, you know, mm -hmm. people speak properly. Yeah. And uh, when I got down here, they called it, y'all, you want to you talk like you're white. Oh. Uh, like, yeah. I asked my mom, what is that? She said, there right. is no such thing as talking as a color. You're right. You, you speak the way that you're, you're, you're raised. And how old were you then? I was 10. 10 years old. 10 years old. Mm, yeah, that's a lot for a 10-year-old to absorb. Yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. So, growing up, you know, like I said, I had what I needed and had what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Seeing all these other kids, you know, from the other side of the track, so to speak, yeah. uh, it seemed like they had a good life. It seemed mm -hmm. like they could do whatever they wanted to. They could stay out all night. 
and, and I thought that the grass was greener on the other side. Looking through a 10-year-old's eyes. Looking through a 10-year-old's eyes. Gotcha. And Go then ahead. Come, when I got to about 14, you know, that's when everything really started going like that. You know, I started seeing uh, gang members. Yeah. They, like, they just had the great life. Yeah. Know, and and this is good. Yeah. And I don't want to do the, the good side. Yeah, you want to. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you about something. That, the other night when we were talking, you mentioned something to me that really uh, stood out to me that made me want to talk to you about this so that people can understand this. You said something about you were into sports. Most of uh, yeah. You were into Completely. sports. Completely. And, and you were good at it. Yes. And what happened in that particular issue that made you go the other way? Because well, you were telling me the other night. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know it started It started my eighth grade year. Football. Okay. Yeah. So... You know, we have the, the pep rallies yeah. in eighth grade, and they're introducing the football team. Right. So I'm the last person, and the coach, all the team, all my teammates were pointing at me saying, you know, you forgot one, you forgot one. The coach just waved me off and said, nah, I'm not going to introduce him. Mm. You know, and, and that, that, that hit me like, why am I doing good if you're going to treat me like this? You know, what, what's the point of me mm. living right or, or even trying to follow the rules if you're not even going to treat me yeah. accordingly? He didn't see you. He saw me. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, yeah, he saw you. What I'm saying is, he didn't see your humanity. That's what I'm getting exactly. at. As a, as a as a young man that was being this impressionable, that needed to be helped molded into a man. He didn't most, see that. Most definitely didn't see. Didn't it. see didn't the quality. See it at all. Didn't yeah, see it at all. yeah, yeah. So what happened after that? So, freshman year, I had a teacher that didn't like me. So she told the football coach, the basketball coach. I'm sorry, she told the basketball coach that I was going to fail her class. Which was an outright lie. Yeah. So he cut me. Didn't even wait to see what your grades were. Didn't even did. wait. But when I got the report card, I took it to him. I made a 93 in her class. Mm. There was no way I was going to fail her class. Right. So that's another notch in the belt that made me say, well, what? Started turning the other way. Yeah, why am I, why am I doing this? You were being rejected at school by uh, your peers in some way, saying you were a sellout. Then your teachers, the coaches, the people that uh, we look to to help mold our kids and the men and women, uh, model citizens, these people were looking the other way. And rejecting. They were rejecting. rejecting. Did you talk to your mom about that? No. Why not? Because I didn't feel, you know, being a young man, about that time is when my stepdad started coming in the picture. He's, mm-hmm. he, started, he was around then. So I didn't really talk to my mom. Mom was always busy. Mom was always working. And, and like I said, she worked hard to give me a good life. Right. I didn't realize it at the time. I yeah. didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see the what what the end was going to be. Right, right. I was just looking at the here and now. Right, you know, right. And, and it disturbed me. And it disturbed you. Yeah. So you didn't go to your mom. So that's something that I think a lot of kids do. They know they got this good parent or parents. And they, for whatever reason, they uh, neglect to go to them when they're going through a thing. Can you, can you try to go back in time for a minute if you can and, and think about... What was it that you were thinking, if you can articulate that for us, what was it that you were thinking when you said, no, nah, I'm not going to say nothing to mom about this? Well, she was aware of the teacher. Yeah. Of the teacher, how, how that teacher was treating. Yeah. And really didn't uh, say much about it. Yeah. So I figured there was no point in even bringing this up because it was about sports. Yeah. She just wanted me to pass, pass my classes. Yeah. And graduate. Right. You know, so... I figured there was no point in saying anything about that. So, do you think it was that you didn't want to burden her with it anymore? I think I was just tired. 
You know, mm. I, I think I was tired. I was fed up. And, and, yeah. And you were just tired. Yeah, I felt left out. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I felt yeah, left yeah. out, completely yeah. left out. I was felt left out by my so-called race, and I'm getting yeah. thrown to the wayside by these teachers. By the teachers. So, you know, so I felt yeah. And that affected your mindset, and then you don't even go to the person that you know loves you more than anybody in the world. You don't even go to them, right? So what happened? What happened after that? Because you said something the other night that, that really hit me. You know, you weren't getting the attention here. What happens in yeah. you end up go ahead yeah. and tell us what so, happened. So so with not getting the, the, the attention or the help that I needed from the my coaches and teachers, uh, the people in the streets showed me love. And that was the love that I saw and it was like, Oh, this is this is where it's at. Right. This is where I can fit in at. Right. So I fit in with them right and, and, and get to run the streets with them. And you were doing that. You yeah. did that. So when you descri- describe what you mean when you say the love that they gave you, what 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 was your definition of love then? I think it was the attention. You know, it, was, it wasn't the. They saw you. Yeah. See, I had a, a sophomore year. I had a car. I was driving. Mm-hmm. So everybody wanted to be around me. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go with him. He, he's yeah. got the car. We got to do yeah. so that. Yeah. You know, looking back on it, I'm seeing. Oh, this was for my car. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see that, did you? Know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. want to ride. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, this, this is the love that I felt. I felt that that, that was the love. Yeah. And my mom had always told me, uh, these people that you call friends aren't really your friends. Right. You know, because it's not, they're acquaintances. Mm-hmm. They're not really your friends. Yeah. Because your friends will look out, you know, for your best interest. They'll be looking out for your best interest. Yeah. But they were the same age you were. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at it, what, what knowledge base do they have to pull from? You feel what I'm saying? To yeah. know what it means to be a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, right, because they weren't they weren't being taught. They, they weren't, weren't being, being taught, taught either, because they were, they pulling you, you know what I'm saying, one way, you know what I'm saying, the wrong way. So you gotta uh, believe that they 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 haven't been getting the right training, yeah. right upbringing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and I think a lot of people do that when uh, we say don't hang around these people here or this group of guys or this person, whatnot. We we kind of forget that that person didn't come out of the womb like that. Yeah, that person became that person. You know what I'm saying? Because of circumstances that are going on in their life too, right? So, how long were you involved in look the street activities before your mom found out about? Wow. And how was that? That first time when she questioned you about that, what was that like? I had to be about 17. I think, mm. I, I, think I had snuck out of the house. Yeah. And because I used to leave the front door open when I sneak out. So when yeah. I came back, when I came back, the door was locked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, she knew. Yeah. So when I when I got to wiggling the door, yeah. I said, oh, man. I sat down on the front porch. She opened the door. She said, you forget your key? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, so you know, no of, course, doubt. of course, you know, I got beat that night. So, oh, man. So so after after the after the whooping, you know, I was telling yeah. her, I told her, you don't love me. My, my, mm. my friends out here, you know, in the yeah. streets love me. Right. So that's what you call love, you know. And it's like looking back on it, I saw the hurt, yeah. you know, that, I, that when, I told, her, when yeah. I told her that, when I told her that, but she was a woman trying to raise, raise a man, and yeah. she did it. She was successful, successful yeah. at it. Two right. of us, right. two of us. My right. brother, you know, yeah. yeah, my brother's a successful, successful person, you know, and mm-hmm. I just chose the wrong path. Yeah, you were that good kid, weren't they? Weren't bad. You got, you get, you were influenced by things outside of the house. Most definitely was. Most definitely. What advice, what advice would you give that uh, 
10 to 17 year old Michael today? Lean on your family and, and your, your real friends because I had real friends that always told me, man, y'all not come over here with us. Oh, man, but wait a minute, but what made them real friends? How could you distinguish? You know what I'm saying? You're giving this 10 to 17-year-old Michael this advice. Show him how to distinguish between them and those other people. The, distinguish, the, the distinguishing factor was that the true friends have my best interest at heart. No, nah, don't go over here. No, nah, that's going to get you in trouble. Yeah. Come on over with us. We can, we can go hang out. You know, we can do yeah. whatever. We can. Yeah. The, the, the fast life and staying out all night and, and, and drinking and Chasing after girls—that was, yeah. was the that was the that was the life. And then that was fun. And then uh, you gotta say Tupac came out. Thug, mm. thug life, man. Send out music, man. Whoever said I mess with Pac, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of that was send out music. Yes, you know sir. What I'm saying? Yeah. That should be for older people. Yeah, it's yeah. When you could understand what's yeah. going on, yeah. You yeah. listen to Pac when you're young, man. You, yeah. you think that's what's really going on, right? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Dig that. Is there anything else that you would want to add to that? You know, given that. That 10 to 17 year old Michael, any advice, you know what I'm saying, or giving somebody a parent right now that's dealing with that, or a child out there that thinks that they're grown that will be listening to this episode, is anything that you would want to say to them? Well, you know, like 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 our coaches used to tell us, this is going to be the best time of your life. Looking back on it, playing football in high school and things and, and sports and enjoying life was the best time of my life, you know, and, 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 and they tell you, our parents tell us to slow down. We got all the time in the world to do what we have to do. Right now, it's time to be a child. You know, it's not time to be grown. Yeah. Because when it, when it hits you, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not something you want to rush into. Yeah. So you saying slow down. Slow down. And enjoy. And my mother always told me, she said, it was like, when a person's 17 and a year later they turn 18, they're not automatically ready for the world just right. because they're 18. Right, <laughs> right. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Did that. But look here, man, I appreciate you doing this, man. I'm going to wrap this episode up. It's been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I say peace, y'all.